right in this morning. We have been we have been covering a lot of ground in the last several weeks, and there have been some very difficult passages. So we come to the really the end, this pivot moment in this section we've been studying, where we're going to be transitioning to another section in the letter. And he has this summary section uh, that we're going to deal with today, the summary passage we're going to deal with today. But just so we know where we've been, take a look. Here's where we've been the last several weeks. He, Peter had a series of commands to Christians, for example. He said, live honorably in a pagan society even when you're slandered. To Christians, he also said, submit to civil government. And if you remember, he even says, honor the emperor. And the emperor was not a good dude. None of them were. To employees, this is where he says to servants, sometimes translated as slaves, but remember, we said the closest thing we have in our world to that relationship in the ancient world of of slave and master in in our context is an employee-employer relationship. And there were a lot of reasons for that, but you'll have to go back and listen to that message if you want to understand why we're calling this, uh, why we're referring to them as employees. But to employees, Peter says, submit to employers, Even the crooked ones. It's easy with the good ones, but it's the crooked ones that you also have to submit to. And then to wives, he said, submit to your husbands, even if they're unbelievers. So just because you have an unbelieving spouse doesn't mean you just get to run away from the marriage. So in all of those, in all of those passages in this section where he's giving very practical advice to Christians living as exiles, foreigners in this world, there are two themes, I think, that are emerging. So it's kind of, I just want to summarize this. There's two themes. We'll put that up. Endure. You Christians, you endure and do good. You endure and you do good. I mean, again, there are a lot of other things that were said. That's how we got two hours of, 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 of content over the last several weeks. That's me giving you the content. That's, I, mean, I, I mean, if it was just those two things, we could have been out really early. I'm, I'm looking at Wayne. We could have been out a lot earlier. Like, if this was that simple, I know Wayne's going to say this to me. Jason, if it was that easy, we could have just said that and been out. But it wasn't that simple. But this is as we summarize. Endure, do good. And the reason those are the two big things that are, are woven in to these very difficult passages is because that's exactly what Jesus did. It's not like just Peter came, out of, came up with this stuff out of nowhere. This is what Jesus did. So let's just take a, a, a trip down memory lane. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 22 and 23. And I'm, I'm just highlighting some things in the red, okay? When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. That's endurance, by the way. He did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body. By the way, I'm going to call that a doing of good. That's doing good. He bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins, live for righteousness, and by his wounds we have been healed. So so both themes are running through the example of Jesus. He endured. And if anybody was going to respond with threats, or respond and retaliate with something back after being insulted, it would be Jesus, the one who had a command, who had command of tens of thousands of angels. He didn't retaliate when insulted. He did not, uh, he, he did not, uh, he, he made no threats. 
When he suffered, he endured. And not only did he endure, he did good. He bore our sins in his body on the cross. And then he healed us. He blessed us when he could have cursed us. All right, that's the example of Jesus. So what I want to do is I want to take that now and I want to put it in a chart. This is going to be like a table. This is going to run with us for the rest of the sermon. So here it is. Here's how I want to summarize it. So hopefully you can follow this with me. So Peter gives this command to endure and do good. Jesus endured because he didn't answer evil with evil. He, he was insulted, but he didn't retaliate. The command is do good. He blessed Jesus. He blessed instead of cursed. He bore our sins. So, so the commands that Peter gives in these passages that we've already studied, Jesus is the one that actually shows how it's done. Like, he actually did it first. And then there's this result. This is the thing we haven't talked about yet uh, with any detail. There's this result in these passages we've read. And we're not going to read each passage, but the result of enduring and doing good in what we've already studied is that glory is given to God. So when you Christians... When you endure and do good, even if it's a pagan society, if it's a civil government, if it's an employee-employer relationship, or even wives with their unbelieving husbands, the things that emerge from the endurance and the doing good is God gets glory, you silence foolish people, and you may even win your husband to Christ. So I just want you to see there's a lot of good that comes from enduring and doing good in really stinky situations. We've already seen it. So, I mean, like, I just want you to know, we've already covered this ground. And the result of Jesus enduring and doing good, the way he did it, it results in we get to die to our sin, we live for righteousness, and we're healed. So when you endure and when you do good, there's actually really amazing results. All right. So really, we should just, Peter should be good. Like, that's it. It's all been said. Let's move on. But as often happens in many of the section, sections of Scripture, things get repeated. And so today we're going to watch the same thing get repeated. Just in case these Christians don't get it, we're going to go, it's going to go on repeat. It's almost like he's treating us like kids. You ever had to repeat anything to your kids? Yeah, like this morning. You too? Yeah, me too. Okay, so, so, so Peter's going to just put this on repeat because he knows the kind of people we are. We need things repeated to us, even us adults. So here we go. Chapter 3. We're picking up where we left off last week. We're looking at verse 8 through 12. Here it is. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. All right, there, that, that right there is really just a, another way of saying things that he's been saying for the last several verses, these many passages we've been studying since the beginning of the year. So let's take a look. Let's just come back through that passage, but I want to pull the highlights. I want to pull the highlights. I want you to see 
where endurance and doing good are showing up right there. The very thing that's been woven into all those passages we've been studying about being in, living in a pagan society, how to submit to civil government, how to be an employee who's working for a crooked boss, and even for a wife living with an unbelieving husband. All that was, all, all these two themes were woven into all that. Endure and do good. It's right here in this passage that really is a, a repetition of what we've already seen. So here's the highlight. I just want to pull the highlights here. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. That's another way of saying endure. When you don't get to, when you don't get to give the insult back, to the person who just insulted you, that's a form of enduring. Because that's very, very, very hard not to retaliate or give the insult back to the one that insults, the one who just insulted you. That's a form of endurance. And then next, next, next highlight here. Repay evil with blessing. Because to this you will call. So not only do you just keep your mouth shut and don't retaliate to the person who just insulted you, you're actually called to bless them. This just seems crazy. But it's actually woven into the New Testament. Let me just show you a couple other places. These are all very hard passages, and I have not figured out how to live all of these out perfectly. But man, they're sitting right there in the Bible where we've got to read them. Here it is, Romans chapter 12, verse 17 through 20. I'm just taking an excerpt here, okay? Paul says this, he says, do not pay, repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, for, uh, but leave room for God's wrath. Do not, overcome, do, not be, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. You see the theme? Someone's going to do something bad to you. You don't respond with the same kind of bad behavior. You respond with good. Man, that's tough. 1 Thessalonians 5, he says it more concisely. He says this, 1 Thessalonians 5.15, Paul writes, Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Again, like, don't repay. There's in the endurance. And actually, you're called to do good. Like, where did they get this from? I mean, honestly, like, where did they pick this up from? This is crazy talk. Who wants to live like this? I don't want to live like this. You insult me, I insult you. And if I'm better at it, I'll win. I think that's the game. Like, I beat Mark all day long. Did you see how I endured at the start of service? Did you see that? I had a ready response, but I was being biblical. I was following Jesus. Do you see what Mark did? He responded. Did you see how he responded? Almost like I put him in the trap for a wonderful illustration. Oh, if you heard that, he just came back with another insult. He said, I love you, Jason. Did you hear that? He knew what he was doing. All right. So, okay. So, 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 so where do you get this? They're getting it from Jesus. I think this is one of the hardest passages in the Bible. Here's what Jesus said. He says it in the Sermon on the Mount, but in the other version in Luke chapter 6, verse 27 through 35. We're taking an excerpt here. Here's what Jesus said. This is very difficult. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. 
Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. But love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. Because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. This is a tough passage. I don't want to do that. But this is a call to a different kind of life. And this takes supernatural power to work this out. So let's put that now on the chart. Let's put all this on the chart. So come back to the chart. So in blue now you see what this looks like in the repeated passage that, that we're sitting in this morning. Verse 8 through 12. So remember the calls to endure, do good. There's a lot of great things that come of it. And, and Jesus himself endured, did good, and there were amazing things that came from it. And we see it right here in verses 8 through 12. The call to endure is do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. You do good. You repay evil with blessing. So the question on the other side of all this then is, but what do you get for this? What do you get for this? So like, what's the result? Because the pattern is, if you endure and do good, there's an amazing result on the other end of this for you. But what is it in verses 8 through 12? Well, take a look. Here it is again. Let's come back to that passage. He says this. We'll go to that next slide. Here it is. It's coming. It's coming. Endure, y'all. Endure. Here it is. So you, you bless so that what? You may inherit a blessing. Okay. Now, so it seems like it might be just like this is just something Paul says or maybe just something Jesus says. Actually, what Peter's now going to do, he doesn't quote Jesus. He actually goes back into the Old Testament and he quotes from Psalm 34. Because what Peter knows is something we should all know is that this theme is woven. It's tied in throughout the Old Testament. This isn't just some new thing. And actually, it's sitting right there in Psalm 34. And, and I love the way I love the way he... Psalm 34 comes at it. It comes at it from another angle. Actually, it gets directly to the point. Take this next highlight here. Let's go to this next highlight. But Psalm 34, the, the section he's quoting starts out, whoever would love life and see good days. You want a good life? Do you want happy days for, for your life? Yes, we do. Who doesn't want a good life? So, so really, this is playing on the, the very thing we all want. We want a good life. We want to see good days. So if you want that, if that's the result you want to be in that bottom category, like what's the result for enduring do good? If you want it to be good days and see long life, like if that's the kind of thing you want, well, how do you get it? Well, now the psalmist is going to go ahead and answer that for us. Here it is. Keep your tongue from evil. Your lips from deceitful speech. Don't be tricky. They must turn from evil and do good. I mean, this is the psalmist. This is, this is hundreds of years before we ever get Jesus telling us to love our enemy. Here it is right here in the Old Testament from the inspired, infallible, and errant Word of God. Right here is the command, keep your tongue under control and do good. You turn from evil and you do good. 
Now, can we just be honest here? That This, again, is really quite crazy. Because what this would call us to is to deny ourselves, deny ourselves the right to retaliate in order to bless someone we don't like and even has hurt us. This is just, this is crazy. In what, in what universe do you deny yourself in order to have good days, to have a good life? That doesn't make any sense. Because here in just a little bit, this evening, we're going to watch a bunch of commercials that will tell you that you need to buy things for yourself because you're worth it and you deserve all that. And it'll get you a good life. I don't know what car commercials are coming, but I know they're going to be on some amazing, some amazing roads with an amazing landscape with probably some celebrity that looks better than me. And they're going to teach me that if I can get that car, then I'm going to have a good life. This is actually the gospel of gather, consume, get what you deserve. The way of God's people is to deny yourself. This just doesn't make sense. You know the only place that that message makes sense? In the kingdom of God. The only place that makes sense. Go anywhere else and they're going to tell you, you get yours. You go get what's yours. But the kingdom of God says you deny yourself. Actually, Jesus says it really, really, really clearly. And he actually, uh, he actually um, tells us that there's this promise on the other side of doing it his way. Check it out. It's almost like this all just matches up. Like the Bible came from one person. Jesus says this, Matthew 16, verse 24 through 25. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciples must deny themselves. And they take up their cross and they follow me. So for whoever wants to save their life, you're going to lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will actually find it. If you try to grab on to the good life and gather, consume, and it's all about you, and you always get yours, you'll have some life for a time. But in the end, you'll lose it. But if you give away your life, you deny your rights, and you live in the way of Jesus, you bless even those that hurt you, you'll actually find life. It's another way of saying, do you want good days? Do you want to find a good life? The only way you're going to get it is through Jesus, and you have to deny yourself. This is really hard. So here's the summary. The summary is this. When we deny ourselves the right to retaliate or get revenge, we will find blessing in life. This is a message that is completely in reverse from what the world will tell us. But like you just don't come to this and say, man, this just, sound, this just sounds great. No one says that. All right. That's, that's 1 Peter chapter uh, 3, verse 8 through 12. So here's the summary. Here's the chart. If we had to just finish it out. And I've, I've made the, if you're like, man, that text in the lower right looks bigger. It is. It is on purpose. The result is this. So if you, if you don't repay evil for evil, if you repay evil with a blessing, here's your result. You're going to inherit a blessing. You're going to enjoy life. You're going to see good days. That's what you're going to get. All right. That's it. You're not getting this anywhere else. This is like Jesus. This is the, this is the gospel. This is Scripture. You're not getting it. This is, this is why we study Scripture. Because we need this. We need the renewal of our mind. Because we will be trained in a very different direction if we just sit in the world. 
All right, so application. Like, where where's the application go from here? Now, I'm sure all of you have been thinking of some application. Like, I've been thinking of some application along the way. But just let me just boil it down to two things. Number one, remember that we inherit a blessing not uh, by not retaliating or getting revenge. So, like, I wish I could take this application to some amazing ordinary life examples. Like, I wish I, I wish I had lived in the kingdom long enough that I could just bring you some amazing illustrations. Listen, I have not figured all this out. This is very hard. I have had people in my own life that have hurt me, and what I want, you know, what I want to do, get back at them, get back at them, and I've tried ways of getting back at them, and there is no blessing in that. There is no blessing. This is not easy. What do you do with someone that literally hurt you, maybe even abused you? How do you bless them? I, this is all stuff God's got to work with us in. But here's the one thing I do know. The first step. Again, I can't take us right now, I can't take us a dozen steps down the road. I'm just not there yet. And some of you may be there. But here's the thing I know. The first thing that i got to do, and I imagine you do too. Now you may have already accomplished it. I'm saying the first place we start is you got to rewire the thinking. That, that it actually will be better if you get back at the person. Like, we actually have to believe that if I don't respond, if I endure and I do good, actually that's where the blessing is. Because the world says the blessing is in the retaliation, the blessing is in the revenge, the blessing is in returning the insult for an insult. That's where the world says the blessing is. Literally, the first step is just literally renewing our mind and going, okay... I have to just, I'm not saying anything, not because I don't want to, really want to, but because I believe that what God says has to be true, therefore there's, got, there's a blessing if I don't say anything and I do good. Okay, makes no sense, but I'm, I'm living there. It is just a, so the first application is just recognizing it's a reversal. There is a blessing by not retaliating. Just start there. Okay? Maybe in ten years when we come back through this, I have more, but I know that's the place I got to start. Here's the second thing. Remember the gospel. Here's what I mean. God gave us his son's righteousness rather than the wrath we deserve. You know, one of the temptations when you're hurt is to believe that you are so righteous. How dare anyone ever hurt you? And you know what that does? It elevates us to a place we were never supposed to be elevated. In Colossians 3, this is not on a screen, he says to forgive as you have been forgiven. It's the gospel in a nutshell. You and I have rebelled. We have rebelled against the God who gave us breath. We said, I'll take that breath and I'll take all of my strength. I'll take all of the joy. I'll take all of the ability for pleasure and I'm going to use it for myself. That deserves God's wrath. And I know, I know we don't want to talk about God's wrath because that just seems like God's mean. No, this is just justice. And what has God done? He did not give us wrath. He gave us His Son's righteousness. So when He looks at every believer, He says, that's mine. Not because you did anything for it, but because He gave it to you by grace. And then works flow out of that. We have to remember the gospel, because if we don't remember the gospel, we'll think way too highly of ourselves. Does that justify someone hurting us? Absolutely not. But what it does is it puts us, it makes sure to keep us in, in, in the right position with God. If he has done that for us, 
then I can do no less than that. This is the gospel. So literally every day the cross is in front of us and we remember, I do not deserve God's grace. The person I'm about to bless does not deserve my blessing. But praise God, He gave me the blessing. I will pass it on. Maybe a way you could say is, I will, pa- I, I, will pa- I will pay it forward. I will pay it forward. Okay, here's a, here's a next step. Listen, I, there's a million next steps, I'm sure, for all of us, but I'm thinking, what's the one thing we could do that might just be tough? And I'm thinking training here. So, so for example, ha- have you ever had anyone cut you off in traffic? Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel when someone cuts you off in traffic? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. And you may be tempted in that moment to keep right up on their bumper. Or you might be one of those that you speed up and then slow down to teach them a lesson. You, but we do. you may do something. You, you may have a child that talks back to you. And what's the thing you want to do? Retaliate with the same kind of energy. You may be a teenager and you may want to retaliate because your parents said something you didn't like. Okay, well, in our muscle memory is retaliation. It's just in your muscle memory. You're just not going to forget that. The, you try to forget English. Or try to forget how to ride a bike. Then, then you'll see how difficult it is to forget retaliating. So you just don't like forget. You have to retrain. So I can give you some wonderful, wonderful uh, next step. Like, like somehow bless the person that hurt you years ago and you hate. Just bless them. Okay, that's like telling you to forget English. It's just not that easy. But what we can do is we can start by praying for them. You only have to feel it. You can't force yourself to feel something. I wish you could. But you start with a prayer. Well, what does that look like? What do you mean? You mean just say, God, bless this person? Can I say it angry? Yeah, start there. God, I'm praying... I don't like him. I hate him. I think he should die. I'm praying that you bless Johnny. That's where you start. And you do it every day. So you might need to write it. You just start there. I'm telling you, God's Spirit has a way of working into that. Start there. You start there. And then let God do more work. I can't, like, there's not this magic formula. I don't have anything else for you. Just you start there. And then let, and then there will be another step. So this week, take the, that person or many people that you don't like, that have hurt you, and just pray to God that you don't, uh, pray to God that, you, that He would bless them. And by the way, again, you can tell Him that you don't like them because you're not going to hide that from Him anyway. It's not like you go into God and say, God, would you bless Johnny? Oh, I love Johnny. No, like go in with it. Be honest. God will deal with it, but bless them. It'll have a way of working its way out. And the day will come when you get cut off in traffic and you bless the person who just cut you off in, pra- uh, uh, in traffic. That may not see like it's a, it will ever be a reality for you. It can be. But that takes training. All right. Let's pray. Father, for the people that have hurt us, we pray you bless them. So I just want to take a moment. If everybody could just think of that person or group of people. Father, we don't like these people, but bless them. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen.